Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, the New York Side Experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back for episode 26 of the Game Plan Pod. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week thus far, as um, I'm actually recording this on a Thursday, as Wednesday just didn't work out this week, so it will come out Thursday night, this episode, episode 26. I always plan to try to get these episodes out every Wednesday, but just not this week, so I apologize for that, but we have a few uh, good questions here as our mailbag is coming up, and also a slew of topics as uh, minicamp has come to an end. Uh, actually, today, the Jets uh, just had their final meetings, uh, today, Thursday, so minicamp wraps up, players are on their way for the summer, um, then they report back late July, mid-July to report to training camp, and that's when the season feels real, right? That's when football feels really real, and... Um, They'll be into the thick of things, right? Um, can't wait. Uh, all these mini camp tweets and all these uh, OTA stories have gotten us pumped up for the season. It's just, just have to wait a little longer, another eight weeks, and then we're just right on the brink of that. So uh, just stick around with me, and uh, we'll be all right, I'm sure. Um, so as I said before, we got a few questions here. But before I touch on these, I just wanted to touch on a topic that actually came up today. Um, good thing I'm actually recording this podcast today, right? Because the story of Morgan Moses just uh, got unleashed this morning by ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reporting that the Jets are eyeing a multi-year deal with free Asian offensive tackle, um, former Washington player, Morgan Moses, right? So Moses coming into his, I believe, seventh year, eighth year into the NFL, a uh, really reliable guy, right? He started all games um, since that 2015 season. He has started all of them. Uh, played through some injury, but was able to at least start every game, right? Hasn't missed one since 2015, so it's promising, right? Reliability is a player's best ability. I really believe in that, and coaches believe in that as well, right? So you want an offensive lineman who is there every day, there every Sunday, working his tail off to really... Uh, improve that offensive line. And Moses is your guy. If you're looking to get depth, if you're looking to uh, improve on your offensive line, especially at that right tackle spot on the right side of that line, he's going to be there, right? So you have Moses there at right tackle. You would, if this is a hypothetical situation, if the Jets do end up signing Moses as it is not confirmed as of about 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, um, Moses is currently not a Jet as of yet, although I think things are moving in that direction. I just don't want to confirm things as they're coming out. I believe U Stadium, um, at U Stadium on Instagram and Twitter, I believe they confirmed a report that states that the Jets are looking to potentially give Moses $69 million a year, right? And it's going to be a multi-year deal, so it would be three to four years uh, probably. Um, That would be pretty favorable favorable for the Jets um, if they were to give that deal out. Um, obviously, you could see in the range of 15, 17 million guaranteed. So we'll see how it goes. Um, you don't want to get into uh, all that logistical stuff before the players even on the team yet, right? So um, hopefully the Jets can get something done with Moses. I think he's a really good player that would improve this offensive line with his veteran presence. And guys, I think like Makai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker, um, the youngins on this offensive line would really appreciate his presence and uh, cherish his ability to teach um, the young guys on that line. So let's hope Joe Douglas can uh, close that deal and um, get Moses to New York, right? So 
that was just one topic I wanted to go into there. And uh, to touch on another one here, Jamison Crowder, of course, right? Um, all players were indeed present for minicamp as they're supposed to be. Attendance is required at these minicamps. Um, Jets had all players there. They had Marcus May there, who is looking for a new contract, right? Who signed his franchise tag a couple months ago. He was there. Jamison Crowder, who just restructured his contract, took a pay cut, reportedly up to 50% of his pay cut there uh, with the Jets to stay with the team. Um, he was there, right, in full force. Obviously, the Jets are, you know, get, getting these players on track, um, really slowing them into the process, right? Um, it's a new playbook, so you're not just going to throw them to the wolves, right? Guys like Corey Davis, who is just returning from injury, guys like Mackay Becton, when he comes back, are all going to be are are all going to be reinstated to the program in a somewhat of a slow manner, so. Uh, we'll see how that all turns out, but um, Jamison Crowder was there, right? Ashton Davis, who is uh, still battling that injury from last season that he suffered, was there on the sidelines, right? So all these guys who may have had issues with the team or are in the middle of contract talks or are injured, all there, right? So it's really good to see with the new coaching staff and these players are um, staying consistent and coming every day, and you like to see that from a new from a new team, right? A new coaching staff. And um, they're embodying the culture that Robert Sala is striving to put into this team. And I think uh, that's important thus far, even in June, right? It's still early. It's still um, very, very early on, but you're seeing those early signs of, uh, of encouragement there for the Jets. So without further ado here, I'll get into some questions, about four or five questions here, and then we'll go on to some other topics and end you there. So first question here is from uh, Pato.LopezVV, what are your expectations about Corey this season? So, Corey Davis, right wide receiver from the Titans. The Jets acquired him in free agency um, in March. So, my expectations, right, he's going to be the number one. You're going to want to get a guy who – the Jets got a guy who can really produce in an offense, a play-action scheme where he'll be, he'll be running across the field at 100 miles per hour and he'll be able to catch a ball and run away from a defender. That's what the Jets got in Corey Davis, right? You have a big physical body. Think Brendan Marshall with his time in the Jets. Maybe Davis is a little smaller and a little uh, thinner there, but it's going to be the same style of play that you're going to see from Corey Davis. He's going to go up to catch some balls on the red zone. He's going to be running across the middle of the field trying to get those open field passes in. Um, think yards after catch. If you go on YouTube and you type in Corey Davis highlights, you're going to see a slew of just yards after catch and just really great production from Davis there um, in that Arthur Smith offense in uh, Tennessee, which did run the play action quite a lot. And I think Michael Floor will imp implement some of those, some of those ideas and philosophies into his offense here um, as the Shanahan system lives on in New York. Right. So I think Davis has, can have a really, really productive view of these New York jets. I could see him getting up to 70 receptions for, I could see him going for a thousand yards. If, if the jets, um, if the Jets look at him as that true number one guy. Although in a Mike LaFleur offense, I think there's going to be a lot of targets and there are going to be a lot of different opportunities for a lot of guys to put up numbers. So I'm not sure if Davis will hit that 1K mark, but it's not all about the 1,000-yard mark, right? It's about contributing, winning games, and I think Davis will certainly help the Jets do that in 2021. Um, next question here is from at uh, Gilander Skevin. Is Richard Sherman out of the question? Really good question here. Um, so Robert Sala just had his press conference today and touched on the rookie corners, right, and some of the young cornerbacks there in the cornerback room. 
saying he he. He he's more likely to start those guys heading into the season, right? Because he's he's working off of the mantra of his old coach Pete Carroll, um, who he reported to there in Seattle. He he's stating that Pete always played the young guys, right? It would be stupid in a word to not play the young guys to see what you have in them, the potential. Um, and the Jets' philosophy throughout this entire mini camp was to really give those young guys all the reps and not take away valuable reps from rookies and second-year players who need the most, right? So a guy like Richard Sherman or another like Steven Nelson out there wouldn't be too logical to bring in during mini camp um, to Joe Douglas and Robert Solabies. They really wanted those young guys to get all the valuable reps, which honestly makes sense to me and not something I really thought of going into this offseason process. Um but I think he really is valuable, and I think Robert Sala has a good idea of what he's looking for and what he's doing there on defense. And I think the Jets will ultimately bring in an option at cornerback because I just think going into the season with guys like Bryce Hall, Javelin Goodry, Bless Austin, and a rookie like Michael Carter in the slot can be a little risky um, when playing a regular season game. So I think the Jets will ultimately bring in a veteran that is not on the roster at the moment. Who that is, I'm not sure. I don't think Sherman is going to sign until the back end of training camp um, for any team. Uh, although I think he'll certainly produce on any team. I think he's still got game now, but um, I think he wants to play for a contender, and I don't think the Jets are quite there yet. So I think Steven Nelson would be a more realistic option for the Jets there, but really good question there. Wouldn't say he's completely out of the question, but a little far away at the moment. Um. So last question here we're just going to do is from at MVRCVS dot underscore. Do you think Mims will have a big impact on our team this season, considering all the new wide receiver talent? Um, I do. I think Mims is still going to contribute um, in an adequate manner, right? I think th- there are a lot of bodies in the wide receiver room. The Jets have a lot more depth than last year, of course, a lot more talent in that room. But I think Mims is still going to find his way into the rotation, right? Mims... A guy who is now coming into minicamp, um, well, who's exiting minicamp at this point, getting a plentiful second team reps due to, I'm pretty sure, actually Connor Hughes of The Athletic reported on his Can't Wait, Can't Wait Jets podcast that Mims actually contracted food poisoning during a portion of minicamp that um, forced him to actually miss a week, I believe. So I think the Jets were actually more just reeling him back in. Um, as he missed portions of the playbook, as he didn't learn it um, quite efficiently as guys like Keelan Cole or Braxton Berrios did. So I think the Jets were just um, slowing him back into the rotation there. I don't think it's much to be worried about, right? Although Mims does not fit the scheme as well as a guy like Keelan Cole, I think there is still a chance of him producing at a high level. And I think he'll prove himself moving into training camp and win a starting spot, ultimately. Um, I know a lot of fans are now pessimistic that Mims receiving second team reps in minicamp and OTAs it's June, right? They're, they're, the real depth chart won't come out until late August. That's when you'll be That's when you'll be most intrigued, right, about who the Jets are certainly going to be starting there at the wide receiver spot. And I think it'll still be Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, and I think Jameson Crowder will get that start in the slot as, as Elijah Moore and guys like Keelan Cole, Braxton Berrios will get uh, slid in there later in the rotation. So really good question there. And without further ado, I think that's going to be it for our our mailbag portion of episode 26. Really appreciate you guys sticking around here. I'll be back next week with episode 27 as the Jets are really entering the uh, summer portion of the offensive uh, of the off season, right? So uh, no more mini camp, no more camp. They're on their own way right now. Just got to keep working out, 
eating healthy and uh, staying healthy for training camp, which comes up in late July. So really appreciate it there, guys. Um, I'll certainly have more information uh, for you on training camp tickets and um, game tickets, right? Um, on my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan. And check out some of my stuff on the Jet Press, right? I'll start writing on there more, uh, a bit more as we get into the latter parts of summer. So I really appreciate you guys sticking around for this one. I'm Tyler, and I'll be back for episode 26 next week.